policy drivers, thank you for always being there for Toyota and for everything that you're doing in this time of uncertainty. This is Donna Rudy coming to you from Washington, D.C., host of Drive Time Talks, the exclusive podcast for Toyota's policy drivers. As you know, the Government Affairs team has been dedicated to keeping you, our team members, informed. And as we continue to vigilantly monitor ongoing developments in the wake of the pandemic, we thought you'd want to know how policymakers in your state are responding to the COVID-19 crisis. That's why Drive Time Talks is bringing you a series of important virtual town hall meetings in our upcoming episodes where questions from our team members can be answered. Buckle up for a first stop in the state of Indiana where TMMI President Leah Curry hosts U.S. Senator Todd Young. Good morning, Senator Young. Good morning. Good to be with you. We really appreciate the work being done in Congress and the efforts that you're doing to represent our futures in this crisis. So to kick things off, I just want to hand it over to you to give you an opportunity to make a, a few opening remarks, and then we'll get to our questions. Well, thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity. These are definitely unprecedented times, and it's been heartening to watch so many Hoosiers come together, our Hoosier workers, our employers, our healthcare workers who are on the front lines of keeping our families safe and containing this pandemic so that we might all get back to work and resume our lives as normal. We're trying to do what we can at the federal level to help Hoosiers navigate this difficult situation, to inform them of some of the government programs we've been able to stand up to assist them through these challenges and to reassure them about uh, things that are going on as it relates to the healthcare response as we work with state and local governments and it relates to making sure they are compensated, which is how I look at it, for being mandated to shelter in place and prevent a community spread so that uh, hopefully in fairly short order, we can uh, get back to work and resume life as normal. So I'm really privileged to represent Hoosiers, especially during these challenging times, and know that uh, I have a really competent, hardworking, and just dedicated staff that is at the ready to assist all of your Toyota employees, who we really appreciate uh, during this time. What were the top priorities that you had with the recent past stimulus bill that you wanted to make sure was accompanying that bill? We wanted to make sure that uh, as people do the right thing, which is stay away from large gatherings and prevent the spread of this coronavirus, we want to make sure that they can pay their bills and care for their families. So uh, that's why we provided in this legislation direct payments to households and small business assistance so that uh, folks wouldn't, even if they're feeling symptomatic, feel tempted to go to work and they could still um, be made whole. I also want to ensure that we improved, you know, our healthcare response in a smarter way than we have in the past uh, to, to some of our healthcare challenges. So I thought we should expand our telehealth authorities to allow our senior citizens and others who are vulnerable to access a broader range of physicians and other providers from the safety of their home, they're again, not having to go out and expose themselves and others to difficulty. We have a critical nurse shortage. Uh, we actually had that shortage, especially in more rural areas headed into this crisis through the legislation, uh, some provisions to make sure that qualified nurses can serve in underserved areas. Beyond that, we, we wanna make sure that our state and local authorities have all the resources they need so we, we are constantly at Toyota looking at ways that we can respond and 
address the crisis ourselves. I was wondering, what are some of your additional responsibilities that you think we need to do to help the auto industry in the weeks ahead? One of the things we need to do is make sure that uh, the half trillion dollars that Congress, working with this president, set aside for larger businesses to stay viable during this time uh, is administered effectively. We set aside, again, $500 billion for what is called an exchange stabilization fund for the U.S. Treasury and Federal Reserve to leverage as loans to provide liquidity and ensure economic stability. And uh, most importantly, for uh, all your Toyota team members, make sure that we keep workers employed. We want to make sure that uh, on the back end of this, people have jobs to go back to. This is an unconventional situation where uh, performing one civic duty by staying home, by staying away from work, requires that uh, we provide provisions on the back end of this so that the employers stay viable and so that the jobs remain there. The worst thing we could conceivably do is damage the engines of our economy, uh, like Toyota, a great employer, one that generates wealth for so many households around the country. What do you think about the plans uh, for the children to receive education needed to prepare them for the next school year? And there's a lot of parents, obviously, that work here and grandparents interested in. Your thoughts on really that subject? I actually have quite a number of thoughts on that, seeing as I have four school-age children, and I've been working here in, in the Greenwood area from my home uh, ever since, you know, several hours um, since we signed the CARES Act into law. So some of us are in a position, because of the nature of our jobs, where we can re work remotely like this, but that allows me to look over kiddos. My wife is also uh, she has a job where she's able to do that, but we wanted to make sure that we provided sufficient resources in terms of direct funding to states and school districts and institutions of higher ed to help our students and teachers and families experiencing difficulties related to uh, what is called COVID-19, uh, the result of coronavirus. So we $13.5 billion of that $30 billion and funding goes to states to help elementary and secondary schools respond to school closures, address student and teacher needs, and to support the use of educational technology and distance learning. So uh, distance learning is something my children are doing right now. Uh, they are on their laptop computers. Not every school district has previously distributed laptops to uh, their students, so this provides some resources for that. We provided $14.25 in funding to institutions of higher ed, whether it's Ivy Tech, Indiana University, or any of the other schools around the state of Indiana, to assist students. And then we provided another $3 billion of flexible funds that we give to states so that they can help K-12 through schools in their colleges and technical schools and universities with various needs. Well, thank you very much for that. I have a couple of nieces that are teachers, and my son is uh, graduating from Ivy Tech. But it's been quite interesting to see the dynamics of learning from home when everybody's at home. You know, I've, I've been really proud of how teachers, like so many others, have stepped up. I've always appreciated our teachers. I, I think uh, you gain a special appreciation for those who decide to teach when you have children. 
but they've been so conscientious and they've worked so hard in pivoting away from in-person education to the, this online platform uh, that um, they're starting to use. And, you know, that takes a lot of work uh, to transition um, almost on a dime to a, a new form of instruction. I won't say it's been seamless, but it's amazing how quickly they've made the pivot and this has been, in some respect, amidst all the challenges and the anxiety we're facing, uh, we've discovered some things in sort of this great social experiment uh, that's going on. And uh, one of the things we found in my household is that my kids can complete their schoolwork typically in a few hours. And so <laughs> I think there we'll be rethinking a lot of uh, the things we do on the back end of this about how we deliver instruction and uh, maybe, again, amidst uh, an otherwise very, very challenging situation, there will be some efficiencies uh, that uh, we realize and some opportunities on the back end of this. Absolutely. I think we're seeing that in the industry as well. That's so, the Toyota uh, way, right? Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's the Toyota way. Absolutely. So when we look at this COVID case, keep talking about flattening the curve of infection and how to return back to normal. So what do you think will be able to do that in your mind as you look at the state of Indiana? Well, the growth patterns of the virus uh, we've seen differ significantly from state to state. Uh, we've seen New York's situation uh, differs considerably from Indiana's, at least right now, and, and we hope that continues into the future with our governor's great leadership and, and that of so many of our uh, local officials. But it's important for states to understand the impact of uh, social distancing, their hospital capacities, and their testing capabilities so that they might project what the future holds. And that applies regardless of, of what state or locality one lives in. So it's essential for states to focus, you know, essentially on two things that are within uh, their control. First is the ability of hospitals to manage their capacity. And second is something we've all heard a lot about recently, that reduction of person-to-person -person transmission within the community, especially amid shortages in essential medical equipment. But the bottom line is the longer it takes for a state to reach its peak hospitalization, that peak hospital capacity, then the lower those peaks will be. And so that's really gonna be the key to making sure that uh, we flatten the curve and we keep those peaks as low as possible. From our industry standpoint, there are several things we're looking at doing to help support the hospitals and the nurses and the doctors on the front line. Is there anything that you have that you would want to request us to do? Well, one of the things you can do is advise them where uh, there is more information available to the extent they require more information. Our office is at the ready to help on that front. Um, they can either call us by searching us online or uh, visit our website where we, we put together a nice toolkit of information. Um, so uh, that's at young.senate.gov forward slash coronavirus. So uh, just arming people with information. Of course, offering encouragement and appreciation for uh, all of the healthcare workers is, uh, is really important. I mean, they're the heroes on the front lines of this effort. And... Um, uh, we appreciate that. We're going to be wrapping up, and I really appreciate really your time, dedication to the state of Indiana, all of us Hoosiers. I uh, just want to ask you if you have any final closing remarks. As we headed into this genuine and historic crisis, 
Uh, we were enjoying the best economy in 50 years. People were incredibly optimistic about their futures, including their economic futures. And then we just hit a wall. This virus uh, seemingly originated in China and very quickly uh, found itself all around the world. And uh, our economy uh, went from those highs to grinding to a halt in uh, very short order. We can return. We can return to a time of great economic growth as, so long as Americans come together. Uh, we, our politics don't have to be as tribal as they were on the front end. It's important that we continue to, you know, have principled disagreements in some areas, but, you know, refreshingly, for the most part, we're, we're coming together, we're bearing differences, we're finding solutions, uh, as Americans have historically done, that will work for everyone. And most of that coming together is not happening in Washington. It's happening in Princeton, Indiana. It's happening in the small towns uh, across this great state and this great country. And it's happening uh, because of the efforts and solidarity of rank-and-file Americans, the very people who built this country. And, um, you know, I aspire to provide service that people like that uh, deserve at the federal level. So I just want to reiterate that myself and my team are available to assist you, to, to, um, to help you navigate this difficult situation however we can. I'll remind you of our website, young.senate.gov. And uh, I thank you and Team Toyota for your presence in the state and for this opportunity to uh, be of service. Well, thank you so much. And I just want to tell our Toyota team members listening, thank you for listening to stay well, stay healthy, and stay strong together as one Toyota team. And that's it for Drive Time Talks. Thanks, policy drivers, for staying connected, even when we're physically apart, and for staying hopeful, because things will get better. Together we will recover and be stronger for it. Continue to be an example of love and hope to others. We're thinking of you and we're here for you. This is Donna Rudy signing off from Washington.